By now, you have probably seen and heard quite a lot about protein and how important it is in our diets. And there's literally no disputing that getting enough protein is vital for us for a number of reasons. However, I will admit, even I sometimes feel a little bit confused by all of the information that's flying around about exactly how much we should be eating because the answer can vary quite significantly from one source to another. So I wanted to get into this today and talk about why protein is such an important nutrient to us, why we need to make sure we're eating enough of it, how it's going to help us to get the very best results out of the workouts that we do, and how to make sure that we are getting the right amount for us. Welcome to the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness, a space where we celebrate you exactly as you are right now, while also looking at realistic and achievable ways that you can increase your fitness, improve your nutrition, and bring more wellness into your busy schedule. We tackle a whole range of subjects from diet culture and healthy weight loss, right through to how to stay motivated, reduce stress, balance fitness and life, and ways to get the most out of your fitness routine. This is your weekly dose of inspiration and motivation. Perfect if you're a busy woman who sometimes struggles to find time for yourself and who would love to develop a positive mindset and a consistent fitness and wellness routine. I'm Alex, your host, women's fitness and wellness coach, founder of ChickFit, mum of two, lover of chocolate, wine and exercise and believer that we can all find balance in our busy lives. Well, hello there and welcome to this week's episode of the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness. And this week I'm getting really practical and I want to unpick some of the information that's flying around about protein and how much of it we need. Because honestly, it is confusing. There are so many different opinions on this one that it can be ridiculously hard to get a definitive answer. And I think that the truth is probably that there is no definitive answer. And that's why there's so much disagreement about it, because it depends on the individual. And this is something that's become a real thing over the last few years. So, you know, a high protein diet and things like protein powders used to be something that bodybuilders did, right? You did it if you wanted to get really big muscles and you spent a lot of time pumping iron in the gym. But I think we've definitely come to recognise that having enough protein is really important for everybody. And it's also something that can help us to get to our body goals more easily when we're in the gym and we're doing our workouts. It can also help us with things like sugar cravings because protein is much slower to digest, which tends to keep us feeling fuller for longer. It tends to blunt any uh, potential sugar spike, blood sugar spike, and it just keeps us going for a lot longer than when we just eat carbs. So it can be really, really helpful for those kind of things as well. So what I really want to do today is clear up a little bit of the confusion about this while also showing you how important it is to include that protein in your diet for a huge host of reasons. And also we'll talk about how you can make sure that you're getting enough for you. So let's start off with why is protein so important? Well, it has a ton of amazing functions. We cannot survive without protein because firstly, it helps with growth and maintenance of all tissues in the body. So every single tissue cell in the body contains protein, right? So we have to have protein in order to function in a really good way. And as you go about your day, your body breaks down these proteins and it needs to add proteins back in to maintain tissue, to build tissue, to repair tissue. So of course, there are certain times when you might need more of it. So if you're recovering from an injury or surgery, for example, you are going to need a bit more protein. While you're pregnant and breastfeeding, for example, you're going to need more protein. If you are particularly active and you're training for, let's say, a marathon or 
or some kind of race or something like that, you are going to need more protein. So it's really, really important in growth and maintenance of all the tissues in our body. It is also involved in various processes in the body, such as digestion, energy production, muscle contraction, because all of these processes require enzymes, which are proteins. So again, we need to have that protein in there to make sure that we are producing energy in the muscles, our muscles are contracting optimally, we're digesting our food well, and all of those kind of things. So those are just some of them, right? They're going to be involved in lots, lots, lots more things within your body. Protein is also important for hormonal production and function because hormones are made in part from those proteins as well. So if we are not having enough protein, that is going to cause an issue for us. So particularly as a, a perimenopausal, menopausal woman, for example, or somebody who has recently had a baby or is pregnant or looking to get pregnant, those kind of things, right? You want your hormones to be functioning at their optimal best, which means that you need to make sure you're getting enough protein to ensure that that is happening. It's also going to bolster your immune system because proteins help to form the antibodies that fight infection within our bodies. And it ensures that we maintain muscle mass as well. And of course, we all know that maintaining and growing our muscle mass is massively important for our mobility, our health, our well-being as we get older, because we start to lose muscle from our mid-30s. So we've got to make sure that we are taking in enough protein to ensure that we maintain muscle mass alongside, of course, the regular exercise. Protein by itself is not necessarily going to do that, but ensuring we're exercising regularly is going to make sure that we maintain that muscle mass in conjunction with getting enough protein to allow that to happen. So we need to get enough protein to make sure that we are optimising the, the workouts that we're doing and the exercise that we're doing. So it's really, really important. And, and of course, when it comes to exercise in particular, protein is massively important. So what happens as we exercise is that we create these little micro tears in the muscle so that's also the reason that you might experience that soreness a day or two after a hard exercise session, right? Because you've got these little micro tears in the muscle. Now, these micro tears are really, really good things because what the body then does is it works to repair the damage in a process that's going to form new protein strands and build muscle, right? So it's this process, this process of the little micro tears, which builds the strength of a muscle and builds our muscle we need to have enough protein to ensure that that happens in the best possible way. If we're not supplying ourselves with enough protein, the muscle is not going to grow. The muscle is not going to repair properly, right? So we absolutely need that. And of course, all of that can also help with fat loss and helping us to look more toned and strong as well, because I think it's great that we, you know, we talk about all of these, you know, repair and maintenance and growth and hormonal production, et cetera, et cetera. But actually, it's also really, really, really important for any of those kind of fat loss goals that you've got for yourself as well. So all in all, protein, really, really, really important for our body to do its job efficiently, for us to stay strong and healthy and well. We need enough protein to carry out that constant repair because our, our cells are constantly turning over. So adding that into enough hydration, enough rest and enough exercise is going to be an awesome, awesome way of helping us to get to our goals. All right, so far so good that I think at this point there is literally nobody out there who would argue that protein is super, super important and involved in all of these processes. However, here's the bit where it gets a bit more tricky because there is debate as to how much protein we actually need. 
And there are some schools of thought that say that too much protein may even be harmful to us as well. So this is the bit where opinions tend to vary. Everybody agrees protein, absolutely vital, but the amount is very, very different. So I had to look at a few different sources of information on this and the recommendations vary quite a lot. So the official UK guidelines are 0.75 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight per day. In other words, an 11 stone woman would need just over 50 grams of protein per day for health. So this is around 200 grams of chicken or a decent sized chicken breast or 450 to 500 grams of chickpeas. Okay. So obviously as a veggie, as a vegan, which we'll talk about in a bit, you need to work maybe a little bit harder to get that protein in there. So that sounds okay, right? That doesn't sound too onerous. Like we can all eat pretty easily, get that amount of protein in. However, there is also a higher end of recommendations, which put the need for an active woman at up to 2 to 2.5 grams of protein per pound of body weight. So that is a lot, lot more. That would put an 11 stone woman needing in the region of 140 to 175 grams of protein a day, which is quite a different prospect, right? That is quite a lot more protein to get in there. So if you think that, you know, big chicken breast, 50 grams of protein, now we're talking about kind of three plus times that amount each and every day. Now, bear in mind, this is for quite an active woman. So somebody who's training a lot and exercising a lot. Then of course, there are others who recommend something in between those two amounts as well. So middling variations on that. So as you can see, those recommendations vary quite widely in terms of how much that that we need. And here's the thing that I think, it's that the amount of protein that each person needs and thrives on is probably going to vary, right? We all know that we are, you know, we're individual beings. What one person will thrive on is not what another person thrives on. So for example, my husband, he thrives quite well on going low carb and eating a lot of protein. And he feels good on that. He doesn't particularly crave carbs on that. He Like his body deals quite well with that. For me, that's not happening quite as much. I do eat quite a bit of protein, but I need my carbs. <laughs> I'm really miserable without my carbs. So, you know, our two bodies are reacting differently to that kind of thing. Like my body is not happy when it doesn't get enough carbs. His body, on the other hand, is kind of okay without loads and loads of carbs, right? So I think that it, what each person needs is going to vary. Right? What you are going to need is going to vary from your friend, your husband, you know, whoever else. And also, if you're aiming to lose weight, for example, then you're going to want to aim a little higher with protein and a little low with carbs, for example. If you want to increase muscle mass, which by the way, should be a priority for all of us, then we're also going to make sure that we're getting a little bit more protein, right? And of course, the more active you are, the more you're going to need for that repair and maintenance. So each person is going to be slightly different depending on their particular goals, their existing body size, what they personally tolerate well, what they are aiming to do in the gym and in their workouts and all those kind of things. So it is definitely going to vary. However, I've come up with a really easy rule of thumb because I am not about the weighing and the measuring, right? I do not want to spend my life weighing and measuring the amount of protein that I'm taking in. I'm making sure that I'm taking in the right number of grams for my body weight, et cetera, et cetera, right? That is not for me. I want to keep it as simple as possible. So the rule of thumb that works great for me and works for most of my clients is simply include some protein-rich food in every meal and snack. 
So that means you're not faffing around with counting how much protein you're taking in throughout the day. You're not worrying about how specific amounts because some days you might naturally want more, other days you might naturally want less. And it's also really, really easy to control. Now, if you're wondering what those good sources of protein are exactly, then oh, there's the obvious ones, meat, fish, beans, dairy products, but also nuts and seeds. And remember that protein is found in all sorts of foods that you might not think of as a protein food. So for example, 50 grams of oats contains five to six grams of protein. 100 grams of spinach has around three grams of protein, right? So even foods that we consider to be carbs or veggies and things like that will have some protein in them as well. So yes, you want to get lots of it from, from things like nuts and seeds and beans and dairy products and fish and all those kind of things. But remember that they exist in other things as well. The main thing would be to include some kind of protein-rich food. And when I say protein-rich, I mean the things like the nuts, seeds, dairy products, beans, meat, fish, right? So including at least one of those foods in each of your meals each day. And you can probably see that if you do that, your protein's going to add up pretty quickly throughout the day. So I um, put together a little example of, you know, what a, a day in the life of me might look like, for example. So I might start with some overnight oats in the morning. So overnight oats with peanut butter, pumpkin seeds, semi-skim milk and blueberries. That's going to add up to around 20 grams of protein. A salad with chicken, spinach, avocado, mozzarella and pesto, which I had the other day for lunch with a slice of whole grain bread. That's going to add up to around 50 grams of protein. A snack of a protein smoothie in the afternoon is going to be about 25 grams. And then a dinner of a sweet potato curry in the evening will come in at around 15 to 25 grams of protein. Okay, so with that, we're looking at around 100 to 120 grams of protein in one day, which is brings you somewhere in the middle of those recommended amounts. And I think probably for a woman who is working out a few times a week, wants to build a bit of muscle, wants to lose a bit of fat, is living a busy life, that's probably a good amount to aim for. Okay. So with all of those things said, the working out, the living a busy life, you know, if you're rushing around a lot, you're doing lots of things, you want to maybe lose a bit of body fat and all those kind of things, then that is probably the amount that I would be recommending for you. Like I say, you don't need to count it. You just need to make sure that you're getting some protein in every meal. One of the other reasons that I recommend that as well is that protein is really filling, right? It gets absorbed by the body more slowly than carbohydrate-rich foods. So, that also means that it is an amazing tool for nipping those sugar and crave carbings in the bud and balancing out your energy and your blood sugar levels as well. So that's another reason that I encourage clients to make sure they're adding that protein at each meal. And, you know, I definitely know that when I've done my 28-day nutrition resets with, with clients and members, the thing that they've always said is that their cravings go down quite a lot because they are getting that protein in every single meal. Obviously, protein along with the veg and the fibre and all those kind of things as well. But because they're filling up really well in the meals, it means that they're not going and searching for that those sugary, sugary foods all the time. So it can be really, really helpful with that. It can be really, really helpful with your energy levels as well, because of course, you're not having these kind of big blood sugar spikes and dips throughout the day as well. So it's really, really helpful for our goals in the gym, but it's also really, really helpful for just making sure that we are eating a really nutritious diet and that we're balancing those energy levels throughout the day as well. 
Now, one final thing that I want you to bear in mind in all of this is that it's a great idea to vary your protein sources as well. So animal sources are great because they are what's called complete proteins. So that means that they contain all nine of the essential amino acids that our body needs. Amino acids are essentially proteins. But we should definitely be aiming to include plenty of plant sources as well. So these are going to only contain some of the essential amino acids. So if you are a vegetarian, for example, then you're going to need to ensure that you're combining lots of different food sources throughout the day. But even if you're not veggie, plant sources should definitely be a good part of your intake as well. Try not to just depend on kind of the meat and the dairy sources for that. Try and get lots and lots of different plant sources in as well, because when you do that, you're also improving your gut health as well. So I hope that's helped a little bit to clear a few things up for you and simplify this thing for you. So we've talked about why protein is important and like I say, loads of amazing functions in terms of the processes in our bodies, growth and maintenance, and maintaining that muscle mass. We've talked about the different guidelines. So guidelines are varying from around 50 grams of protein up to anything around 175 grams of protein a day for an 11 stone woman, which are two very, very different ends, but we're going to aim somewhere in the middle. Um, But instead of doing the counting, what I'm definitely recommending that you do is look at adding some protein-rich foods into every single meal of your day. And of course, I had that little example, which was at breakfast, we were including peanut butter and pumpkin seeds. At lunch, we were including chicken, uh, mozzarella as well. In the afternoon snack, we were looking at a protein powder. And in the evening meal, that combination of, you know, the sweet potato and other bits and pieces in the curry is also another source of those proteins as well. So, Doing that, that really simple equation of some protein-rich foods at every meal will definitely, definitely help you out, both in terms of maintaining muscle mass, staying healthy and strong, but also nipping those sugar and carb cravings in the bud as well. So remember those simple rules. Remember to include lots of different sources for your protein, not just animal sources, but plant-based sources as well. And if you do all that, you will be golden. You're going to manage blood sugar levels. You're going to feel full and satisfied. You're going to support your body in the best possible way. And you're going to get great, great results from your exercise as well. Right. So I hope that's been really helpful. Uh, With all that said, I'm going to say goodbye and I'm going to love you and leave you and see you again next week. Thank you so much for joining me today, beautiful people. If you have loved listening in and want to make sure you don't miss out on future episodes, then simply subscribe or follow the podcast on your favourite podcast player right now. You can also come and join me on the socials at Alex Chickfit and I'll see you again next time.